Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another exciting episode of The Devil's Due. I am your host, Carl Duty. Court is back in session. With me, as always, is my esteemed co-host, the man who can never be accused of sweeping the leg, but has put many in a body bag in his time, Mr. Drew Celestino. Uh, Cobra Kai, never die, <laughs> sir. What's going on? How you doing, sir? I'm all right. I'm all right. It's Here been, we are. Uh, it's been quite a uh, weird week. Not weird. Not that's the weird. That's a bad way to put it. I'm. I'm, I'm. We're off to a bad start. Are you going to dazzle us with strange tales? Um, tales to astonish. One might say. Hmm. You drop some I weird some, science I, on us. I got some good the comic news book, not today. the movie. Day. Got some good news today. Really? So we'll get to that in a moment. So I just have to remunerate on the week, but it's been. I'm, uh, I'm a little hurt because the good news was not shared with me prior to the show. I thought we had something special going on. It was posted on the social medias, so you know there is that. And you're a social media kingpin, so I mean, I, I just assumed that you you saw it. So. I, I am by no means a kingpin of, of anything you're the vincent d'onofrio of social media no <laughs> <laughs> i do not claim that title uh well let's let's get to it then sure opening statement sir how was your week uh well we're kind of back to normal if, as it were after after the epic events of last week kind yes. of died down i'm still kind of warming in the afterglow of that actually so it's been a very uh, nin-heavy week, uh, so it's been good. It's been very good. It's been inspiring and uh, also completely crippling at the same time. So you know, such is the life of uh, a creative type. Okay. As I have said before, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but when you're a creative type person, be it music, art, writing, whatever it may be, your life really is just a, a cycle of insecurity and crippling disappointment that's basically what it's like to be a creative person Alrighty. so that's you know good feeling real good <laughs> real real good warms you down in the cockles sure does <laughs> uh so anyway yeah that's i've been kind of just uh basking in in that still i can't believe i pulled that off uh we got back to game night as per usual we did that was nice um played some games games are always welcome uh, the day after that, uh, I'm trying to remember now that I'm I'm blanking. Again, I'm back to normal, so like would, normalcy is kind of... I would hope so, that you would remember, because there was an event you didn't go to on Saturday because of other things going on. Ah, the stag was Saturday. That's right. I'm sorry. That's right. See, it's coming back to me now. <laughs> <laughs> it was a hectic uh, morning, and then, yeah, we had I, I had my uh, my friend Sam's stag that evening, which was a good time. Alrighty. Uh we we got him to do uh count them. Ten. I'm doing the Ty Dillinger hand gesture to yeah. Carl right now. Ten shots in about oh. forty minutes. That, oh. <laughs> oh no. 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 Mr. Mr. Accountability not here. Yeah. Uh Sam was in good shape. He was feeling pretty good. He, he didn't fall down. He <laughs> was all smiles. He had a good time. And so did we. We had a, we had a very good time at the stag, having um, having watched over many an inebriated friend in my time. Uh-huh. Not being a super heavy drinker myself, uh, not falling down is not necessarily always a victory. Sometimes you kind of want them to have like the the just 
collapse into the useless pile of... No, he was... He took it like a champ. All right. It was impressive, actually. Um, Again, 40 minutes. I mean, I told you the WrestleMania story, right? Yeah. 10 shots in it at once, which one person did, then someone else did six, and then four. Yeah, but, no, none of these are good decisions. <laughs> wasn't me, I'm just saying. <laughs> anyway, uh, Sunday was back to business as usual, uh, having dinner with my father, and some beers were had as well. It was good stuff. Um, so, you know, everything's kind of getting back into the flow. Back to work uh, yesterday, you know, work is work. And I was exhausted because um, we have, uh, you can count them, Carl. I have six dogs in the house right now. <laughs> you do. I literally <laughs> counted them when I walked out. I was like, wait a second here. Yeah. So uh, we had Elvis, who was at the party, and he went to his forever home uh, on Sunday. But then uh, last night, we got a return of a oh. previous foster, unfortunately. So. Miss Jojo is back with us now. So, but the thing is, she wasn't here Sunday. Sunday night, Gwen, the current Basset Hound Foster that we have, she's adorable, I love her. But she doesn't quite get the concept of the bed yet. So is it her bed and you're just a guest in it? Well, she's learning. <laughs> but, okay. but for that night, yeah. So I kind of did not get much sleep. So yesterday was a long, long day. Alrighty. I was just I was in a haze all day. Today has been better, and I got some good news today. So we're up to speed now. Good news today. I just found out uh, earlier that in the Niagara County homebrew contest, uh, in the stout category, my uh, chocolate oatmeal Russian Imperial coffee stout. That's right. There's a lot right, going on there. That I passionately call darkness imprisoning me. Took first. First, pl- uh, first prize in the category. Congratulations, I'm sir. Pretty, pretty happy about that. Is this your first first place? My first first place, yes. And my first solo placing. All right, look at you. So You're all grown up. Yeah, you know, I'm, I'm pretty I'm pretty stoked about that. We did we did good. I knew that beer was good. It's been aging for about ten months. I mean it stouts age like wine, so this yeah. thing is primed. And uh the judges apparently agreed, so I took first first prize for that. Now, so. now that I think about it, I do remember seeing that post. I didn't like. I saw your reaction to it. I thought it was just an announcement of a new beer that you were excited. Oh no, about. So that, those were official results. Scrolled past it. All right. Uh, so I'm happy about that, and I'm going to try not to be too upset about the fact that the IPA that we made for the IPA category didn't place, and the amber that colin and i made that took a silver in the in the amber waves of grain contest also did not place in the niagara county contest i'm not going to be too mad about that niagara county so niagara county i'm looking at you i'm not going to be too mad about that niagara county but thank you for giving me first first place for the beer that that definitely deserved it so let me get this straight Uh uh-huh uh-huh because I think after a couple of years of friendship now, uh-huh. I have a reasonable idea of how the Drew works. <laughs> Go on. You're more upset than happy right now, aren't you? It's about equal. Nah, no, nah, come on. It's about There's equal. There's a little more anger and rage than there is happiness. We'll see what the notes say. Mm. But to not even place. I mean, really? Come on. <laughs> C- c- come on. 
who's judging over there? What's going on? <laughs> but hey, I did take first in the stout, and I am stoked about that. I don't know who the judges are. It's completely blind. I don't. I know nothing. Alrighty. Hand the beers off, and they go into the void, and then they spit back results. That's all I know. Yep. So, for all I know, they were feeding him to a blind chimp, and he's just pointing at the wall. That one. Yep. I have no idea. But yeah, first place. I'm very stoked about it. That was a damn fine beer, and uh, I was planning on making it again. Uh, I wasn't planning on changing anything about it, but I was a little curious to see what the notes that they have on this were going to be, and if it didn't do well, yeah, I, I would be like, well, well, why didn't it do well? What did the notes say? And I'm not saying I would have changed anything about it, but I was curious. What you know? What's what? Did, what did the feedback? have to say now that it's placed first unless the notes are, are like real really really fine-tuned into something specific that i agree with i'm not touching it i'm making it again so okay. i wanted to make it again anyway now i i have well, validation the, that it's 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 good the important thing is that you like it oh yeah it's kind of like an x-wing build you got a little tweak here a little, little adjustment there can i you know what it is important that i like it but there's that creative side of me coming out again it is. It's always important that you like your work. You got to sleep at night, and you got to be honest with anything you produce. So, yes, I'm happy with it, and I knew it was good. But I'm not going to lie. Getting validation from others is definitely <laughs> a motivator. So when people don't respond to it, it can be really crippling. Hence my slightly chapped ass about the other two beers not placing. So yeah, you you, you know. Not mad, but just want answers. <laughs> but you are mad. <laughs> Once again, a fairly good idea how the Drew works. Uh-huh. Drew's mad right now. No, nah, he's good. I'm all good. So hey, that's that's what's up. We're current. What's going on with you? What's how's your week? Uh, lot, uh you know, fairly good amount of stuff. Um, went on this past week. Uh, Thursday night, which has more or less become my X-wing night, when I go to collectors and. And, you know, starts at about uh, 6 o'clock and goes till they close. I believe they close at 10. Um, so usually, depending on how it goes, you get like two or three games in. Um, I, wa- I usually bring two builds with me. Uh, the first build I had was okay. I had flown them once before, but I tweaked it a little bit, and I don't like how it flew this time, so I reverted it back to its original state. This, this you you look like you have. I'm just curious. Okay, go on. The uh, the second build, I've I threw together just out of whimsy of a theme. Okay, and you didn't put too much thought into it. Just kind of no, not a ton, and it worked really well. (laughs) I was like, oh oh oh, don't second guess it. Oh, just go with it. Yeah, I'm like we we are done tweaking this. This might be our tournament build. Um, it's, it's simply called let the Wookiee win. It's <laughs> go it's a, on. It's very, it's a very Wookiee heavy build. Does the build pull arms out of their sockets? If you lose, I, it's only lost once. So. Did you pull someone's arm out of their socket? No. Oh, okay. But Fair the enough. loss it has is before I tweaked it. So it's, it's, it has, it's a, it hits like a sledgehammer. But usually in a very tanky build that hits really hard. You're going to 
suffer elsewhere. You're, you're suffering uh, maneuverability and defense. So you're probably going to just be a sponge for damage at some point. Not really. It's actually got some sneaky good defense, oh. too. Yeah. Yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Okay. So. So. How, how'd you do? We're going to be. We're going to be. Reexamining what we're going to bring to the next tournament. Did this build win? Yes. It, it won. It won. It won. It won against something that. You thought you were toast and you ended up winning? Yeah. All right. Well, I looked at the build I was playing against. I was like, yeah, this is not going to go well. Now, and see. It, it really did. That's good. Had yeah. now had I tossed a beer in the ring that I had I thought I had no shot and ended up winning, that's how I'd feel. <laughs> but I was confident. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm not I, mad. I was just yeah, no. No, of course not. Yeah, you're not mad. Okay, so that was uh that was Thursday night, Friday night we had game night, like I said, which was fun to get back to because it's been a couple weeks since we had like a standard yeah. game night. Um what do we end up playing? Uh, what's the we card played, game that we like? We played Cutthroat Caverns. Yes. What um, else did we play? We played... Oh, we had, we had the game we, of Legendary. We tried. <laughs> I I showed up, and you said Tim and Lauren were coming at 8, and it was like 7.15-ish when I showed up. And you, were, you and Alan were setting up Legendary. I'm like, we're not going to get through this in a half hang an on, hour. Hang on. In fairness, Alan insisted that Galactus would make short work of us. This was the first time we were playing the Fantastic Four yeah. expansion, and Galactus is like the most powerful boss in Legendary. And he's got powerful. the Horseman, and you know we thought not the Horseman, but his, his Heralds. So we thought we're toast. Thirty minutes, he'll, he'll kill us. We'll learn some things, and we'll come back next time stronger. It did go long. I concede. However, we did learn things. I think with we learned with, that Alan shouldn't shuffle the cards. That is a fact, uh, and we also learned that with a little more—I don't want to say pre- preparedness. I don't know. I think now that we know what to expect out of Galactus, I think we can take Galactus. When we finally got a hit in on him, it was like that scene from Rocky Four. When he's got Rocky in the corner, you see, you cut him. Yeah. He's not a machine. He's a man. That's right. <laughs> I, it was like that. So, you know, I, I think we can take Galactus. So I want, I think we yeah, need we to have. play that again. Yeah. Anyway. I'm always, what else I'm always like a legendary. What, what uh, do we follow that up with? Uh, the pizza game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. Yeah, it was interesting. It was Points, matching, yeah. pizza. Yeah. The box is a pizza box. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. <laughs> Hey man, it's got work it's, counts. It's it's for me. It's a game that I would not necessarily want to do every week, but every once in a while, it'd be fun. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's not an engine building game or anything, but it's, yeah, yeah. it's a fun game. Okay, so that was Friday night. Saturday was the second duty dice day. How'd that go? In my place went really well. Good. Again, man. had like a, just like a steady flow of people. We were playing games from about one o'clock to ten thirty at night. Um, got to play a couple new games, uh, Secret Hitler, which was interesting. Go on. <laughs> With a name like that. It's it's a social deduction, kind of figure out who's really the Hitler, or in this case, we use the special expansion card, the Secret Trump. Oh, God. Yeah. Wow. So, like, fat, you're, you're either a fascist or a liberal, and you're trying to, like, 
kind of make it so fascists win or whatnot. Mm-hmm. And I was the secret Hitler or secret Trump in this case. And I had a very simple formula to throw people off my scent, which if I play this game again, did you yell fake news at them incessantly? No, no. Oh, um, if I play this again, this is just how I'm going to play whether or not I'm secret, secret Hitler. I just grab people, start punching them and screaming at them. Are you Hitler? Okay. It worked really well because it totally threw the scent off me. It was great. It's good. Wow. All right. So, yeah. Did you, uh, so you won bigly. I won. Bigly. I won huge. Huge. Bigly. The best wins. The best. The best. <laughs> so. So, yeah. Uh, played that. Played Tiny Epic Western. Sounds like Tiny Epic Galaxies. Lots of fun. Well, yeah. Same. Same, same thing. Yeah. Lots of fun. Okay. Definitely going to pick that up. Um, what else did I play that was new? I think that was pretty much it. That was new mm-hmm. that I haven't played before. So, yeah, it was a good time. Cool. Do it again in a couple months. Great. Um, and then, what was it? Oh, Friday, Voltron. Season three. You're air quoting. Why, why are you air quoting? I'm air quoting because it was only seven episodes. I didn't think. And they're doing another seven in October that they're calling season four. You're air quoting, but I mean, like, Stranger Things was eight episodes. Yeah, but Stranger Things was also a complete story. You're, oh, this was not? No, it's it's an ongoing narrative. It's an ongoing story. So the season... It's, this is not like the Voltron cartoon of the 80s where it's just like the monster shows up, they kill the monster, happy, done, self-contained. No, this is like an ongoing story. Okay, but throughout. like the seasons still have some level of seasonal closure though, right? Like there no, there was no closure in this season. Oh, okay. They, no, they they the past two seasons of uh seasons have left off with good like good cliffhangers. Hmm, okay. Um, this half season kind of gave like a lot of back history, which was really interesting. Uh, but it definitely felt like it did not feel like a a complete season. Like so with Stranger Things, you could do a shorter episode run and have it feel like a complete season. This didn't feel like that. Okay. So as awesome as it was, still a little miffed that I've got to wait till October to get the other seven episodes. Well, <laughs> we're, we're, we're drowning in content. So, I mean. Yeah. You know, I, I think you'll survive. not a bad thing. No. So, yeah. Um, then Sunday, Julie went to Canada with her sister and our niece just to kind of pal around and whatnot so i had a daddy daddy sunday oh yeah boy I had a lot of fun you know took him to a comic shop pick up my books and whatnot and it was a good time um and then last night we celebrated julie's parents 50th wedding anniversary wow we did the uh i think it's called the grand lady boat ride i don't know you what get, that like, is dinner on a boat you're on a boat you're on a boat all right yep good Mm. Oh, okay. Boat I'll, ride was fun. I will avoid the boat. The, uh, the meal. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I would akin it to uh, wedding food. So probably dry chicken. And, yep. Yeah, okay. Yep. All right. And steak slathered in sauce. Yeah, if you have to, if you have to put sauce on sauce on a steak, you're not cooking it right. I you you're 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 speaking my language, sir. So <laughs> salt, pepper, maybe a little bit of McCormick steak seasoning. Now it's on. It's all you ever need. I'm not disagreeing. Alrighty, so yeah, that was my week. Giddy up, more or less. Yep. So fun times. 
Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to tell us about your week, we would love to hear from you. You can reach us at following social media outlets. You can reach us at on Twitter at Devil's Due Pod. You can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at the Devil's Due Pod at gmail.com. Or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, thedevilsdupod.com. Thedevilsdupodcast.com. I'm sorry. Close the thing out before I it's okay. got done reading. Uh, that being said, we do have some listener questions. Yes. We're, uh, and these are good questions. And we're trying to keep it tight this week because we got a lot of content. I know. Cue the laughter of the audience. Yeah, we say yeah. We try to keep it tight. Every but time we say that, it's we're like, oh. going to try to keep it tight this week because we got we've got some interviews coming up with the Superhero Alliance, and we've got a nice retro review for you guys. So we're going to keep it tight. Keep it tight. Tight. High and tight. All right. So our first questions are from Adam, who has a friend of the show, has written in a couple times before, and here are his questions: Carl and Drew. You could put together a superhero rock band. Who would be in it, and what instrument would they play? So, uh, so the the band is comprised of superheroes. Yes. Mm, okay. So I was I was like thinking, who from a band would I would I be? Never mind. It's complicated. Uh, <clears throat> wow. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I, how musical are certain superheroes? That I, I'm. We don't. We don't often Have get you that side to of their music today. It doesn't really matter how musical. It, it matters. <laughs> matters. Um, wow. I'm gonna take Flash and put him either on drums or lead guitar. Ooh. Yeah. Let's. That's that's a good call. But speed isn't everything. You need feel too. Hmm. Yeah, it's tough. But th- that's. Yeah, drums maybe. Maybe guitar. Yeah, whatever. That's a that's a good yeah. one. Superman, I'm gonna put him um, on lead vocal only because he's Superman, so he has to have a perfectly super singing voice. I'm not putting him in the band, at least in mine. He's a, he, Superman can be in mine. I'm. You know what? I'm. I'm gonna put Batman on bass. No one likes the bass player, though. It's okay. Nobody likes Batman. I, I mean, in, in the literary sense. It's kind of a background role for him, though, isn't it? I mean, well, I mean, he's not going to get any credit. You you do your band the way you want to do it. I'm <laughs> doing my band the way I want to do it. Uh, this is bizarre. I, have, I actually have, like, no uh, clue how this works. Superman can sing because I think he sang. He, he beat Darkseid with song, didn't he, in in, uh, in uh, 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 Final Crisis? Yeah, he did. He sang a song. It defeated Darkseid. It defeated the anti-life equation. Did it not? I don't remember okay i'm pretty sure that's what happened if that's how it actually ended what was morrison smoking that is always a good question um (laughs) although although yeah if you remember the episode of justice league unlimited uh i think it's this little piggy or whatnot when seriously turns wonder woman into a pig and at the end batman has to sing oh he sings that song, Am I Blue? Batman can, you know, he he make a good death metal vocalist, I feel like. <laughs> I love those videos. Batman's got some, some growl to him. He could probably do a good job of doing the doing the metal vocals. Plus, he's got all that trauma. He, he'd probably, you know, p- pretty dark. Yeah. Like the, like the Lego Batman song. Rich kid, no parents. <laughs> dark. 
No, you know what? You know what? <laughs> I'm I'm gonna kind of st- stay in that same channel. Mm-hmm. Not Batman, but Raven. Raven. Yeah. The only Raven I can think of is the wrestler. So I don't know who. Yeah, Raven from is. Teen Titans. Oh yeah, I have no idea who that is. I don't know who Raven is. Shameful, shameful. Um. Tony Stark can definitely be my be my producer slash uh, electronics section, like uh, surrounded by the keyboards. Yeah, yeah. I think he 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 would excel at that. I think. Yeah. And um. Yeah. Let's see. Bass players. I mean, I don't know. This is this is very odd. <laughs> where, where do we fit the Hulk? Hulk, in? Hulk can Hulk be my, is on base. Hulk is my Hulk bass smash bass. Yes, definitely. Imagine the size of the base. That's, oh, would... dude, thundering grooves from the Hulk. <laughs> Definitely Hulk on bass. Um, guitar players. I, I need someone who is uh, f- flashy, but also uh, coherent and and uh, able to write a song, able to get a task done. Who fits that bill? Do you think flashy, but but accomplished? Green Arrow? Green Lantern? Green Lantern? Okay, maybe. Al Jordan's got that cockiness to him. He does, but he's also, you know... Yes, that's a good call. Green Lantern can play guitar. Hulk on bass. Guy Gardner? Nah, too much of a jerk. Well, actually... (laughs) Yeah, he could be the lead... Guy can be the lead guitar player, because they're notoriously, usually, jerks. Okay. By reputation, anyway. Yeah, Superman on vocals, Guy Gardner on the so you got Guy on on lead. I got Hal on rhythms, Hulk on bass, <laughs> and on drums. Um, Is that where the, you're putting the Flash? Well, the Flash he could definitely bring the speed, but I think I need somebody that that's actually got a little more feel. I need I need a hero with feel and and groove. And for feel and groove, who gives me the feel? Who the superhero has the feels? That would really lay down something that you that that, that that speaks to you, right in the pocket. I need a heart and soul guy as the drummer. Really, is what I'm saying. So you know what? Got Dared, it. Got Daredevil? it. Nope. Nope. Heart and soul guy might not get all the accolades, but Martian Manhunter. Damn straight. Boom. There you go. There you go. He's my drummer. And you know what the band is called? Seduction of the Innocent. Oh, it's a good band name. You like that? Or the Vision. If you got if you got to go Marvel, big old Vision. big old middle finger to what's his name? Bertham. Yeah. Yeah, I like it. Alrighty. There so you that's go. Our band. Superhero bands. Carl, if you had to sell all your X Wing ships to a local orphanage and were only able to keep four ships total, what do you keep and why? Also, do you remember that time your decimator kept not being able to shoot me? That was awesome. Yeah, that was so good. <laughs> so there's a you know how there's like hits and critical hits in X Wing? Yes. There's two cards in the critical hit deck that stop you from attacking at the next opportunity. And I drew them twice in a row. <laughs> yeah. He was laughing when he just let the Wookiee win. Okay. So if I had to sell all, ah, geez, like how, how desperate are these orphans? Cause that's my X-wing ships, man. Um, okay. I'd, like if I had to pick a faction that only I could, that was only one I could pl- fly would probably be Imperials, which is not necessarily the wisest pick, 
from a tournament perspective, because Imperials are the weakest faction, but I just have the most fun with them. It's fun to be evil. Yeah. And they look cool. Um, I would keep uh, the Decimator, the TIE Advanced, the TIE Defender, and the TIE Aggressor. The Decimator, just because you kind of need a big ship in there, and that thing is a damaged sponge. Um, TIE Advanced, Vader is one of the best pilots in the game. Uh, TIE Defender, uh, they're incredibly strong ships, even though they are expensive. Uh, TIE Aggressor, just so you can have that uh, twin laser turret platform. There you go. Pluck away at those, those shields. All right, Drew. Yeah. If you could magically know how to play one type of instrument that you currently don't know how to play, what would it be and why? Oh, man. That is hard. That is certainly difficult. Um, I'm going to give you some pros and cons, and I'll have to kind of pick one. So if I could play drums, that'd be awesome because they look fun. I like drums. And if I could play drums... You could play drums. You play drums on our intro song. That, you don't know how that works, do you? No. I programmed all that stuff. So, yeah, I can program drums like a champ. <laughs> but I cannot, I cannot play drums. Uh, so drums would be fun because I, I, I like drums a lot. I like yeah. drummers a lot. And I think it would be a good time. And then if I were a drummer with any sort of proficiency, I could basically have the pick of the litter of any band I wanted to join in town. So, you know. And just play my own stuff, too, which I probably would do anyway. <laughs> but it's hard to play live and sing and play guitar and drums at the same time. So drums would be fun. The other side of me says, I want to play piano because if I could play piano, number one, uh, people who play piano tend to just have a better grounding in music for some reason. I think it's just because a lot of kids learn it first. It's like their first instrument when they're growing up. Yeah. It never was mine, unfortunately. But you get that really good foundation. Um and you learn inevitably you probably learn how to read music and how to perform it and um by extension with learning piano um you know i could get more into the synthesizer kind of stuff which i'm starting to get into now and without a basis in piano it's going to be doable but it's going to be more of a you know hack job but you know hack jobs are fun too yeah so if i had to choose though between the drums and the piano i'd probably go with the piano right now I could be a little more emotional with piano than I think than I could be with drums. Kind of wish I'd taken piano as a kid. Me too. Not so much for the musical aspect, but more I think it would make me a better fighting game player. Interesting observation, probably. Yeah. Um, that mind hand connection, especially if you played with one of those uh, those fight pads that are becoming banned in tournaments now for like smash the, the hitbox, uh, the one that doesn't have a stick. It's yeah, just all hitbox. It, yeah, it's all buttons all buttons fascinating yeah i've i've i attempted to use one once how'd it go no no okay no. that's actually not for nothing i once there was a guy who was in a tournament i saw using a keyboard wow using a computer keyboard and he placed like third that's so blasphemous <laughs> yeah it was just like i was just watching it like how okay sure sure crazy yeah Nuts. Alrighty. Adam, thank you very much for your questions. We appreciate it. Now on to Mr. Alan Waiters. The Alan Waiters. Panamanian Prince. That's right. Carl and Drew. What was the best and most 
What was the best and the most disappointing part of the summer for you? Wow. It's not even over yet. Yeah. Ah, uh, best. Best, best, best. Well, uh, I've had quite the adventurous summer, so uh, it's hard to say for sure. But I think the Nine Inch Nails show last week has to be the tops so far. Um, yeah, it's that or the, the Snake Pit Passes for Metallica. Um, but given the intimacy of the Nine Inch Nails show, that's going to win over the Snake Pit Passes, which were equally amazing. But special events, special occasions definitely kind of trump, uh, no pun no pun intended using that word, by the way. It's just, it's an actual word, folks. Um that that is gonna beat out um a band that I've seen sixteen times in any number of configurations. So uh that's the best. The worst. Mmm the worst. That's a little more difficult. Um Spider Man homecoming. No. No, <laughs> no. No, 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 no. That was glorious. I'll say the fact that two of my beers didn't even place in the Niagara County Homebrew Contest. And we're back. <laughs> that's a bit disappointing, I'd say. All right. I, I think if that's the, the worst part of your summer, you got a good summer going. It's not there. bad. It's going okay. Uh, for me, I think the best part was uh, William finally learning to crawl and getting mobile. and So that was cool. Uh, worst is you're throwing stuff around, dropping stuff here. Sorry, you're dropping stuff. Uh, I really like had a worst part of the summer. Like nothing, not for nothing. I don't want to sound like bragging or anything. Nothing bad has happened. Better find some wood to knock on. Like right now. Um, yeah, good. Yeah. There was that night when you had the the, the, the the anger and you put the wrath on Alan. That was pretty bad. Well, that's game related. I mean, that's all in good fun. I mean, mostly my fun. For you. It's so <laughs> fun. So. Well, good. Yeah. Count your blessings, man. Carl, do you think that the SNES, the Super Nintendo Classic, and the Nintendo Classic are ripoff for consumers who can build your own emulation machine for half the price is it just me or is alan on like some super emulator kick lately he's got a thing going right now every time i see him he's asking you drew when are we going to build this emulator so i you know i don't think they're ripoffs um i think your standard consumer doesn't necessarily have knowledge of an emulator machine not necessarily no um so i think it's a nice little thing for that person who kind of grew up with those but maybe might not still be a gamer sure um i think it's a nice little novelty item out I, I don't think they're ripoffs no they're by a stretch of imagination when they get to the second market on ebay and you got to pay 500 dollars for one then it's a ripoff but that's that's a secondary market for you man collectibles are like that yeah drew yeah there are rumors that you are now the manager for slim in quotes, wait, I'm not done with you, Byron. Is this true? Also, what words of advice do you have for his opponent? Spike, look. I don't know what you just said. I'm just going to hand this. you the phone. Alan is a Slim Byron. Spanish. Is this true? Might want to brush up on the English. <laughs> um, Slim Byron. Maybe he means Braun Strowman. I don't know what this means, Alan. (laughs) 
Slim, folks. I'm not done with you, Byron. Is this true? I don't know who that is, Allenson. I'm not his manager, but if Braun Strowman needs me as his, his manager, I'll happily oblige. And I will throw an office chair at Roman Reigns with him next time. <laughs> folks, we've, we've mentioned it before. Bears repeating. Uh, proofreading before he hits send. I have a feeling that autocorrect or uh, uh, the speech text got him here. Could be wrong, but I'm just guessing. I'm sure it's what happened, but once again, proofread hey, man. before you send. And let's see. What words of advice do his opponent, Spike Look? I don't know who Spike Look is. Um, Alan, I'm going to need some clarification on this. So if you want to send him a follow-up email, <laughs> I will happily answer that. So maybe, yeah. He, did he maybe send this email like at the end of the stag party or something? Possible. <laughs> it's that- very possible. We, ha- we all had a good time. Alrighty. So that does it. Thanks. That is your Brings cross-examination. Brings close to the cross-examination this week. <laughs> We're going to have to be held in recess here. <laughs> Thanks, Alan. Yeah, Alan. Yeah, Alan. Alrighty. That brings us to the news of the week, which up until a couple of days ago was looking fairly slim, but, you know. Things business, happen. Business picked up. Business picks up. So, first off, a little quick, quick hit here. Uh, Drew. Yeah. Did you see that Inferno video for, uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy? You know what? I think I'm the last person on Earth. I've actually not watched it. It's, um, it's pretty awesome. Okay. It's, is it like the credit sequence except with more Hasselhoff? Uh, it's different. Completely (laughs) different. Okay. Um, picture, uh, Dave Batista. Yes. In, uh, a Mr. Cotter wig. Oh, um, uh, glitter cardboard angel wings and disco sparkle pants playing a guitar. I've seen a gif of this, actually. Yep. Okay. You need to watch this. All right. It's pretty awesome. I will be on the lookout for that, if for no other reason it, than to see this Batista thing that you just talked about. It it will be on the Guardians Blu-ray disc. All right. Which is coming out, like, what, next week or the week uh, after? Last week of August. Sold. Even though it's been available on digital since first week of August. Don't you love how they do that? really hate how Me too. But, to be fair, it was the same way when DVDs first came out. Really? Yeah, like, you can buy a movie on VHS... DVD was always readily available. It was it was a couple years before they kind of synced up the release. That's so strange. There's got to be a re- valid reason for it. why 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 would I mean just to give the streaming services some kind of exclusivity on um, when DVD first started. No, no, I mean now. Stream- like, what's the point? Um, because companies don't want physical media because <sighs> one less thing they gotta pay to produce. Well. That, and then if they put it on digital, they can take it away whenever they want to and then charge you double for it next time. Yeah. They can keep, see, that's the beauty of it. They can keep charging you money in perpetuity rather than sell it to you once and then you can have it forever. Yeah. So, um, this, there is a, a film that I believe this is the 30th anniversary of. It's coming back to theaters for a two day run as a special Fathom event. Oh. Uh, Star Trek II Wrath of Khan. Ooh, I'm in. I'm in. We'll be hitting theaters on September 10th and September 13th. What day of the week is that? Uh, Thanks to technology, I have a... Handy dandy calendar? Phone. 10th and 13th. September 10th is Sunday. September 13th is Wednesday. I will take my dad to see that, I think. Yep. It was actually... You know, it's funny. I kicked myself because it was playing at the North Park. 
they had it up there for a day, and yeah. I was like, uh, they usually do it in North Park like once or twice a year. I'll definitely go uh, check that out with stadium seating and all that business for, yeah. for the Fathom event. Yeah, Rathacon is... It's Rathacon. It's Rathacon. It's Rathacon. So, um... That's exciting. Also want to throw back to the 80s. A lot of that going around. Yep. It a lot was, of that going yep. around. It was announced earlier this week that uh, YouTube Red is... I, I saw you shrug there. Yeah. I, okay. <laughs> Remember a, that? A YouTube I have to pay for? Uh, no. But don't you want to watch PewDiePie do stuff? No. Um, I don't even know who PewDiePie is. I've heard the name, but I'm old, so I don't know who it is. Uh, let's put it this way. If you watched it, you would increasingly... What I want to Old man yells at Cloud. Want to punch. Yeah. 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 Um, YouTube Red announced as developing a half-hour comedy series. Yeah. Yeah. Based on The Karate Kid, starring Ralph Macchio yeah. and William Zabka. Okay. The original stars of the original Karate Kid. Here's the thing. I'm cool with like, hey, did you hear they're going to do a Karate Kid TV series like 30 years later, but it's going to be like with them now? I'd be like, really? Okay. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't need it, but I'm if curious. If you've seen Ralph Macchio, he looks the same. Kind of. Yeah. It's, it's, and William Zabka, not for nothing, is taking care of himself. Well, there you go. good. Good. So, you know, I love the Karate Kid. The first two especially three you know it's it gets a little dopey but it's still good i still love it yeah but the first two especially are like amazing yeah. movies amazing movie i love those movies to death so i'd be into i'd be into that but the word comedy half hour what what's this comedy it wasn't they weren't comedies i don't know they were move they were just family movies i guess that like you know johnny has fallen on hard times and has decided he's going to reopen the cobra kai studio so they're gonna play it for laughs and ralph macchio or daniel has having trouble finding balance in his life without mr miyagi see that's a, but see that's a valid story i don't need the why is it a comedy they're gonna they're, see they're gonna play this jokey joke yeah i always thought i don't want that i don't want that i had always thought if you're gonna do if you want to do something like this that brings the original characters back you have Johnny be the head of the Cobra Kai. Yeah. But he's not he's not the villain anymore. No, so no, we no. We saw at the end of Karate Kid. The beginning of two. The really. The end of one and the beginning of two, because he handed Daniel the he trophy did. and, and said, you're, you're all right. That's right. You know, so he learned. The character grew yep. and developed. Yep. So it's not unreasonable to think because, you know, a lot of times rivals make the best friends. See also that, Rocky Three. Yeah, that he and Daniel <laughs> formed a friendship. Daniel at one point moves away. Johnny is still running the dojo, but the neighborhood isn't as nice as it used to be. Okay. So the dojo falls on hard times. Not so much the dojo falling on hard times, but a bad influence trying to come into the dojo. Oh, okay. All right. And Daniel comes back to help Johnny. Rebuild the Cobra Kai? Not rebuild the Cobra Kai, but to kind of, you know, clean up the streets. Well... That's one way to look at it. Yeah. Apparently, though, they're going to play this jokey joke yeah. for laughs. I got a bad I, feeling we're going to see a lot of slapstick, a lot of old man jokes. Yeah. I, 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 I'm not interested. Let's see where it goes, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm not liking not, the sound of it. It would ha- I would have to be blown away by a first trailer, which, but then again, it's on YouTube Red, and I'm not going to pay for YouTube. So, now we get into the, uh, the big, big stories of the week. Big stories. Uh, first big story of the week was we got our first look at Cable. We did. In Deadpool 2. 
Boy, we did. What you seem like you got that that you're kind of on the fence. I'm on the fence. It looks fine, right? Like it's you know, but Josh I think it Brolin kinda, looking buff and stuff. But but it it goes back to the point you made last week about Domino. Why are we trying to like make it look real? I want him in Deadpool, especially. There was only one barrel on that gun, and no, that gun was, looked like three. it could be there held. By a normal man. There were like three on it, actually. It had a grenade la- it had two grenade launchers it on it. It didn't look like a jelly bean with a trigger. No, this is true. They could have. It should have been a little more over the top. I was a little more perturbed by the lack of shoulder pads. Not going to lie. Yeah. Uh, lack of pouches. We need more, we need more pouches. Can we, he is a military can, can we pouchify him by 10%? Um, and I, uh, the my the biggest thing that I, I, I honestly have a problem with, I, f- I felt like the arm and the robot bits on his neck looked really fake. So if that's your promotional image, like you, you couldn't spend a little more time like making that look well, realistic know, and good. Might go through some cleanup and post, but I guess. But I just looked at it like, is that a fun, is that like a is this concept art? Is this a fan mock up? Yeah. Oh no, it's real. Oh, what did you think of the eye? It's fine. Yeah, it's it's fine. He looks all right. I mean, whatever. Take this for what it's worth, though. You know, in the comics, Cable is traditionally drawn, like, big. Yeah. Real big. Yep. Uh, Ryan Reynolds is 6'2". Josh Brolin's 5'10". So, <laughs> y- y- you know. Y- you know. So, so, you're telling me <laughs> that Thanos only has six inches on Wolverine. This is a whole different ballgame with Thanos. I don't know how that works, because... They're going to CGI yeah. if I him, uh, you know, to, to the We're end. We're like 5'10". Allegedly, yeah. That's... Ooh. That's, uh... He looks cool, but he yeah. doesn't scream, you know, cable to me. I, yeah. All right. We'll see. We'll see. You know who would have been a good cable? Ron Perlman. You know who would have been a better cable? Stephen Lang. Stephen Lang would have been perfect. Okay. Um, And he wanted the role, too. Well, he's going to be busy for a while, allegedly. You're adorable. Do you want to, you want to talk about that? I don't. You know, the fact that Stephen Lang's going to be the villain in the next four Avatar movies, despite if the they fact ever he's dead, made. did they kill him in the first one? I don't remember. I didn't see it, but I'm pretty sure he died. But hey, sure, hand wave, hand wave. You know, you know why it doesn't matter? Because they're never going to get made. They'll get made. Maybe two of them. It's not going to be for at least another eight years. Okay. Well, just, he, him and Sigourney Weaver might be dead by then, so. Yeah. You know. So. Moving on. Our next two stories kind of mesh together. Netflix has announced that they have acquired the rights to Millar World, the creator-owned properties of comic writer Mark Millar which would include uh, Kick-Ass, Starlight. Well, uh, Starlight, yes. Well, actually. Not not Supreme. What was the, like... Superior. Superior. Um, Um, MPH, uh, Huck, Nemesis, um, Super Crooks, um, Empress, and the one out right now, Reborn, uh, Jupiter's Legacy, which has art by Frank Quitely, which is excellent. Um, yeah, this is weird. I don't like it. Why don't you like it? Well, you have 
issues with Mark Millar. I've got issues with Mark Millar. And mostly I have issues with Mark Millar's content, but it extends back to him since he's the creator of the content. He's done some good work. Red Sun is good. Overrated, but good. Not going to say it's bad. Yeah, Superman. Correct. Red Sun. Yep. Yeah. Like that one. I think again. I think it's a little overrated, but it's a good concept, and as by extension, people go nuts for it. Even though mm-hmm. the execution isn't necessarily like, oh my god, it's just a cool visual, especially when you see Batman with the little Russian hat. Um, <laughs> see, he laughed at it. See, it works. Yeah, that's good. Um, and you know, uh, I, I was a fan of his Ultimate X Men run when it's when Ultimate X Men started. Mark Millar yeah. started, and I liked it. It was I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, it was it was it was good. Um. And, you know, Kick-Ass has its ups and downs, um, and that's where things get problematic. Huck was pretty good. Um, Starlight, I really enjoyed. Starlight was great. Uh, And even uh, uh, MPH and Super Crooks, to varying degrees, were pretty good. Where I have a problem with Mark Millar is that... I like Supreme. Superior? Superior. That was pretty good, too, yeah. Um, Where I have a problem with Mark Millar... Is honestly, if the, and I've felt this way for a while, even on some of those ones I enjoyed, his work, and and based on what's happening, yes, it works. His work just reads like high concept pitches for movies. When I read his comics, I don't feel like this is this guy's work. I, you know what I mean? I don't feel that his heart is in that comic book. His heart is in pitching it as a comic. For someone else to go, we're making that into a movie. Here it is. Go. It just feels like a pitch. So things feel a little flat. They're not super deep. It's just the concept is good enough for a little miniseries, which is all all Millar World stuff is, is just yeah. little miniseries. It's just enough to be a high concept pitch to Hollywood. And that's how it all comes off to me. And to me, that's a little hollow. I like comics for comics. Mm-hmm. I like, And I like, you know, deep comics that grab me. So his stuff is, pro- and that so that's the that's the superficial level of stuff I don't like about him. Going deeper into the content of Malar World stuff that I don't like, the stuff I like tends to not have this kind of stuff. But the stuff I don't like is I think maybe a better look at the real Mark Malar, and that's a guy who is basically a perpetual juvenile child who thinks rape is cool and swearing is cool and really mean spirited horrible violence and really messed up stuff is like shocking people he thinks that's cool yeah i don't like that stuff and he does it a lot and that and not and honestly that stuff like in the kick-ass movies for instance they take some of that stuff out and the movies are better for it oh yeah kick-ass was tame compared to the comics i mean in the in the sequel of kick-ass there's a there's there's like this this totally unnecessary rape scene why was that there did that have to be there they took that out of the movie by the way thank god um and that's not that's one example and like i think in wanted remember wanted remember that um in the comic the first thing the 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 I'm, i'm the protagonist even though he's a villain the first thing he does when he finds out he's like a supervillain is he goes and like rapes someone. It's like, dude, what? This is your protagonist. <laughs> you got a weird fetish. Um, hey, buddy, let's uh, let's pump the brakes on all this kind of stuff. So that's the problematic stuff with Mark Millar that I'm not uh, into. So my tastes on Mark Millar aside, that is a quite an acquisition though for Netflix, don't you think? Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty big. Netflix is throwing. 
a lot of resources behind uh, comic properties. But not only that, their original work, and we had we had discussion about this as pertaining to our next news story. Their original work is very broad in what they do. They have stuff ranging from like comedy to horror to sci-fi. They're they're in all genres. So I think it's <clears throat> I think Netflix sees something that they can convert to series, of course, uh, relatively easily for again the reasons they mentioned. So. And it's probably not fetching the price tag, something like another Marvel series or DC series. No, but I'm sure that Mark Millar is walking away quite wealthy from this. And I mean, it's a a positive thing for a creator owned, um, showing that, you know, holding on to your stuff and kind of... It is. But you're worried it's going to set a trend of... People creating just so that I already feel like comics had a phase where people were just getting into it to to try and make a buck elsewhere yeah. based on success in comics. I like comics as comics, and I'm not going to begrudge anyone success if their property gets adapted. If someone picks up Saga and adapts it for a TV show tomorrow, I'm not going to crap on Brian K. Vaughn because that dude pours his heart into every issue yeah. of that book. And it shows, you know yeah. what I mean. But I'm worried about guys that are just they're they're just latching onto the medium to try and make a name. And I feel I feel like Mark Millar is a huckster. That you know what I mean. Yeah. I feel like he's just he's using he's using the comics audience to further his own other more important agendas. And hey, man, more power to you. I'm sure some listeners out there are like, hey, man, just gotta make money. Can't begrudge him that. No, I guess I can't. But me, the 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 I have a little more heart in things, and I know that can be that can be difficult when money becomes a factor. So, yeah. would really really want HBO to do Saga. Yeah, hey, HBO. You know how you're not going to have Game of Thrones in a couple of years. You want something to kind of get that hold that audience? Do Saga. <laughs> so. Yeah, cool. I mean, it's it's just, it's interesting. I'm, I wonder. And the thing is, though, they can't do like it's not like uh, Netflix is going to be able to make kick ass the TV show because they don't have the rights to that. Yeah, and they're not going to be able to do uh, Secret Service, um, Kingsman, as they call it now in the movies. Yeah, that's over there. Um, and I think uh, a couple other properties are in various stages of development at other studios. So, like Starlight, I think is being adapted to a script too as a movie. We talked about that a few weeks ago. Did we? Did we yeah, not? I think the so. I think Starlight might not be as far along as required for it yeah. to stay. But I mean, there's other stuff, and he's still yeah. going to publish. This is kind of weird. He's still going to write comics that are going to be re- released under like the Netflix banner. So Netflix kind of has a foot in the comics game now under Mark Millar, which is mm. weird. Yeah. I, w- I do hope, and I know Mark Millar, named, na- he named every single one of them in his press release. Uh, I hope the artists are getting paid from this too i'm sure they are yeah but i just i hope they're getting as as much change out of this as mark millar is is getting yeah. out of it for the respective books because i'm sure that it's quite a talented group that he does assemble for these projects yeah, yeah it's all creator owned stuff so i don't see why they wouldn't get again he named them all i hope that wasn't lip service i hope there's checks being cashed yeah so anyway 
So that leads us kind of right into our final news story that literally just broke today, about an hour or so before we start recording. Disney announced that they are pulling their films from the Netflix streaming service and starting their own streaming service. Now, before we before we address the obvious stuff, let's address the what, what would be most concerning to us in our show uh, right away, and that is the Netflix uh, Marvel shows, the Daredevil, Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, um, Iron Fist, Defenders. It was shortly after the initial announcement was made. Another announcement was made that these shows are staying put with Netflix. Yeah. So think about it. Think about it kind of like, you know, a Fox with the having the rights of the Fantastic Four thing. Sure. So I don't see, I don't really see these shows going anywhere anytime soon. No. Netflix knows what it has and it's going to hold on to them. The, the Plus down, the deals are signed. Yeah. So deals are signed. Downside of that is we might not get any new shows. That I don't know about. Yeah. That's a good question. Good point there. Yeah. I don't know what that means. So, yeah, there was there wasn't there wasn't a ton of Disney stuff on Netflix. No, there were but some noticeables like Civil, Captain America: Civil, Civil War, Doctor Strange, yeah. uh, Star Wars: Rogue One. Uh, you know, some of the heavy Disney hitters, movies. heavy hitting titles. Moana, oh, dude, watch Moana. That movie is great. Okay. Um. So yeah, it's y- you and I kind of had a back and forth on this, and whereas we kind of approached it from different perspectives, we both agree that we're just kind of tired of everyone saying we're going to do our own streaming service. Yeah, I, dude, CBS and the Star Trek show and all that. Like nobody that wants- service is going to fold. That's they all because are. CBS just doesn't know who their demographic is. D- Disney might not because they have enough of their yeah, own they're stuff. They're Disney. There's a market. There's a built-in market for all that stuff. But like, remember? Okay, remember about ten years ago, or I, I don't know. You always hear it brought up every now and again with with when it comes to television, cable companies, yeah. satellite companies. Consumers should have. We should have the right to go a la carte and just pick the channels we want and yada yada. And you know, in theory, that's a good idea, right? Yeah. And the cable companies never acquiesced to that, but now no. the production companies are doing that. Well, this is your a la carte future. Yep. So instead of paying your cable company, I'm going to ballpark a figure. Instead of paying your cable company 100 bucks a month, I'm just throwing that out there, right? Yeah. And getting a bundle of stuff that touches a lot of bases, and there's a lot of stuff in that bundle, nah, now you're going to get 15 different $10 packages to get arguably less stuff yeah and people are gonna do it i've only got so much 7.99 a month to go around that's what i mean it, yeah it's just i'm telling you they, this is the way things are gonna go now you're not gonna save any money i guarantee you're not gonna save. it's you're gonna spend more in the long run than what we yeah. already had to to be fair disney is the only one other than like the three mainstream services now are hulu netflix and amazon Yes. There's a bunch there's a bunch of other smaller niche streaming services, things like Crackle, you know, things like that, where it's like it caters to a specific crowd. What's the anime one, Crunchyroll or whatever? Crunchyroll, something like that. Okay. Two points here. One, they're not trying to compete with the big three. No, they have a very specific niche. But there's like there's a 
bunch of streaming services out there people don't know about. Disney is the first one that, depending on what their rollout content is and what their price is, I might consider. Yeah. Because they control a lot of things we care about. They sure do. And, and then you know there's going to be exclusive content. Of course there will be. That's that's with that's the thing with these streaming services. You have to have original stuff nowadays. Netflix doubled down on in a big bad way on original content because they saw the way they were being treated by the the distributors. Yeah. Stuff getting pulled on and off all the time and like, you know, as a as a model, Netflix adapted and started creating their own stuff. Um who who was Amazon? You know, like honestly, we we know Amazon. They remember been, when Amazon was a book website? Exactly, and then and then like Prime came out, and I'm like, oh, so they still there? To me, they were just like a store, and then someone was like, oh no, dude, they have shows. And I'm yeah. like, what are you talking about shows? They have shows. I'm like, how does Netflix or how does Amazon have shows? They have shows apparently. Yep. So one of these other services, dude, not for nothing. We say that a lot on this show, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Any one of these other services is one show away from becoming more than what they are, for all we know. Yeah. But Disney, though, is probably the only one with the upfront muscle, back catalog, and capital to make new stuff on like like that. They yeah. Can, they can put stuff into production on a, well, on a dime. I, funny and thing muscle is it like, out there. Like I've I've seen a lot of market research on how Amazon and Netflix are going about their business model. Yeah. And it's not how companies traditionally have in the past. They're not valuing profit margins. They're valuing expenditures. Like they're looking at how much are we spending to generate this new stuff? And they want to be spending more. Um, One analysis I saw that I, I agree with is that Amazon's going to be the first uh, company ever to reach a value of a trillion dollars, but shortly after that, it's going to be broken up. Why would they break it up? Why because break up a like, good thing? something like that can't ne- something that big can't necessarily sustain itself. So, like, it'll still be Amazon, but it'll think of like Amazon more in like a department store sense. Mm. Like, you'll have Amazon Home and Garden, Amazon Entertainment, Amazon, so on and so forth. But what? The thing is, like, Disney is smart in this because, okay, take it from, you know, the parent aspect. Little little things that you wouldn't think of. Like the once a kid learns how to eject a disc mm-hmm. or to put a disc in, mm-hmm. that gets really annoying. My son's not there yet, but I've known parents who have been through that, and it drives them crazy. On top of that, dude, those freaking Pixar Blu-rays or DVDs, <laughs> those things never go on sale, and they're always like $30. Marvel ones don't either, man. Yeah, they're always highest price possible. So you're offering a value to, I mean, parents, and again, this is, when you think of Disney as a whole as a company, it's not just Mickey Mouse and cartoon movies anymore it's a lot of our stuff but this is like one aspect where you're kind of making parents lives easier by just putting in one central location yeah no that's yeah, true um again they have the they have the product and and the, the capital to do it um whereas like cbs i mean they do too but they don't have the back they don't have the back catalog in my opinion yeah um such a weird thing that cbs thing anyway 
Eh, I don't know. I I feel like it's bad news for Netflix, though. In in a, in a way, it's just it's one more thing to take away from their from from their repertoire. See, and this is where we disagree because I don't think. I mean, yes, the Netflix stock is, stock is going to drop a little bit. You sent me a report. It's already dropped, did. It's already it's dropping. Dropped less than two percent. Um. So, but the thing is, like, people don't go to Netflix for other people's stuff anymore. People, that's like a bonus. People nowadays get Netflix for Netflix stuff. True. Netflix created binging, the binging culture. Yeah. yeah. Netflix, it's like, it's a social event when a Netflix show hits. Oh, yeah. Stranger Stranger Things would be nuts. Stranger Things, Daredevil, How to Make a Murderer, all this stuff. Sure. That's what people are going to Netflix for. Netflix is going to be fine. Yeah. Until they're... If they hit a dry spell on the content, though, they're going to be in trouble. I don't think when you don't have restrictions, hitting a dry spell on content is very unlikely. Perfect example of this, HBO. Mm-hmm. It, ever since HBO started doing original series and movies... That's their bread and butter now. But they're not, they're not going to have Game of Thrones forever. No, they're not. But you know what? They're not going to so, have Sopranos. They weren't going to have Sopranos forever either. That ended, and the next big thing hit. There was and a gap, after, though. There was a gap there. There and, wasn't. If there was a gap, it wasn't very huge. I think after Sopranos, Boardwalk Empire started, and that was huge, and Boardwalk Empire led right into Game of Thrones. Between their original series, their original movies, their documentary stuff, when you don't have restrictions on content creativity is, is allowed to freely breathe and grow that's and fine no, I, I i i know where you're coming from i'm and i'm I, I agree with you but i'm just saying it, it, all of these guys are just a couple duds away from like the, the bottom falling out you start hey. you start hemorrhaging subscribers you better hope you got a hit coming soon uh, i don't it's it's not nearly as simple as that uh, dude if they, if, Although, they, if they have a bunch of dud shows in a row suddenly the, the faith in the network is gone well, no, because they've had some dud shows that they've canceled, and they haven't missed a beat. Because they have other ones. I'm, I'm saying, when they once there is no good one to make up for the bad one, and it's just like, wow, what happened to Netflix last year? Everything they put out was kind of crap. Yeah, see, and I don't, I don't the, the odds of everything they put out for an extended period of time being crap, just because the diversity they have in their creative culture it's like it's like seeing image comics like all they produce is crap now it, nothing lasts not, forever that's all i'm saying i'm not no. saying it's gonna last forever i'm just saying like it's the is this good for netflix i mean uh, there's slight drop in stock price it'll rebound um, well look at it this way if they take away daredevil punisher luke cage fist yeah, they can take fist, whatever. Uh, <laughs> Defenders, Jessica Jones. If these go away now, there's still a crap ton of really good stuff that I wouldn't. I'm mind not going to lie. If they take that stuff away, I'm gonna. I'm less inclined to have Netflix at all. Okay, then that's that's you, and that's fine. But like, I'm like still I'm watching st- Glow right now, but that's about it. I'm sticking around for Stranger Things. I'm sticking Stranger around Things. For yeah, Ultron. But, I'm sticking around for. Yeah, I don't watch like, that much TV. <laughs> You keep saying that, yet you watch TV. It's just not in the traditional sense. It's on streaming services. I don't watch It's still much. TV. I, I really don't watch a lot, though. But, um, so yeah. That's going 
going to be an interesting development. I'm curious what it means for the shows going forward. It sounds to me like we're not going to get any new Marvel shows after this. I think it all depends because you know how these deals are structured. It's never just one character that comes along. So, And even if we don't get new shows, we have Luke Cage, Jessica Jones, Iron Fist, Daredevil, and Punisher. At least for another series or another season. Yeah. I'm fine with that. All right, man. That is your news. Okay, folks, uh, we've done the news, we've done the questions, we've done how's our week. Now it's time to was quickly becoming one of our favorite segments. We can get some people into the courthouse and have a discussion. We are joined right now by, from the Superhero Alliance, Mr. Alex McBride and Miss Sherry Litz. That's correct. Awesome. <laughs> Welcome to the Devil's Due. Welcome to the courthouse, both of you. We are so happy to have you here on the show with us. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank you. Uh, you guys are part of the Superhero Alliance, which is a fan group. Um, I, I usually don't like to reduce groups like this to saying a cosplaying, cosplaying group, mm-hmm. but you are a, a, I will say, theatrical fan group that, in, that dress. We prefer character entertainers. Boom. So. There you go. That's, there you go. That's awesome. That's yeah, you, in Disney works. parlance, would you say that you're uh, part of the cast, as it were? <laughs> yes. There yes. you go. See? Yes, <laughs> okay, we are part of the cast. Disney cast members. Now, for those of you who are familiar with the show, you know a couple months back we had uh, Mr. Brian Stoyle on the show as part of the Northridge group. Uh, this is a similar group, but uh, going tri- more with the superhero That's spectrum correct. than just Star Wars. So, why don't you guys give us some background on the group, when it started, uh, where it's currently at now, and what what got you both individually into the group? Wow. Uh, it's actually got started all thanks to Brian Patrick Stoyle. Yeah. Well, look at that. That's, That's right. Coming full Origins, cross-pollinating. It really is full circle, guys. Yeah, it's a it's a kind of a callback. A while back, uh, the Skateland in Lockport was getting ready to shut down. So Brian had organized an event called Superheroes Save Skateland. So we reached out to all his <laughs> cosplay friends. It was like, hey, let's get together, do this day for the kids, try to you know bring some awareness to the rink. And we all got there and we met some of us known each other prior, like myself and Sherry and Brian. And then we met other people like uh, Will Lorenz and Bobby and... Uh, Bobby Whalen. Bobby Whalen, yes. And um, it was it was such a good time, and we we kind of clicked so well as a group. And then a little while later, uh, Bobby Bobby Whalen was like, "Hey, I I kind of like what we did," and he kind of started getting us back together. And a little while later, we went from being Superhero Save Skateland to uh, the Superhero Alliance. Mm-hmm. How long ago uh, was that, and how long has the group been been going now? April twelfth. 2014 is Superhero Save Skateland date, so we consider that our uh, birthing. Cool. It's about three-ish years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. We didn't get an official name until, like, what, 2015, 16? <laughs> yeah. All right. How many members are in the group ballpark? Are, I want to say... There's the, over 50. I was going to say... Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's not a group. Is a league? Uh-huh. Uh, 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 some kind of justice league? <laughs> oh, there they go. <laughs> yes. This we is are, what you're in for, folks. So. We are an alliance joined together by a common cause. 
saving the things we believe in, charities, children. In that order. That That's a proper voice right there. I got some Diedrich <laughs> well Bader done, Batman sir. in there. Thank you. Yes, nice. See? That's right. The searcher. <laughs> so now, were you both from, with the group from day one? That's correct. Okay. Yeah. So we're veterans, o- mu- veteran members. Oh, Jay. <laughs> oh, Jay here or right here. Respect. <laughs> um, now, do you guys play different characters? Uh, and what was your first character back in the Save Skateland days versus what do you do now? Yes. Oh, ladies first. Okay. Yes, I play different characters. A superhero, Save Skateland. I already owned a Poison Ivy, um, so I was her. Uh, shortly after that, I was Catwoman, um, then Black Widow. Uh, I now do all of those as well as a rogue from the X-Men comic, uh, Gamora from Guardians of the Galaxy, and Emma Frost. Wow. So you run, it's you addicting. Run, you, you run the gamut. <laughs> to be specific, she is '90s rogue, and then so Jim Lee era rogue. Sure. So she, she is jacket. Then, she is yes. pro- okay. She is proper rogue. Yes. Exactly. So she's why. Thank you. Yeah. So she's '90s era rogue, and then she is cinematic universe Gamora because there's a difference between the That's two. Yes, there is. Yeah. Yeah. From the first movie. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, in any given event. Well, what about what about Alex's oh, yeah, character? Alex. Sorry. Oh wow. So, I have a follow up, but I'm sorry, man. Yeah. So, originally with the group, I was John Stewart, Green Lantern. Nice. And then, Which was excellent, by the way. Thank you. And I actually met Phil I Lamar. I miss him. I miss him. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him back. I, see, and I had a Green Lantern off with Phil Lamar when he was in town, so that was fun. This, this is my wedding ring. <gasps> yes! I salute you, sir. It's, it's an audio medium, folks. Yeah, Carl, a, Carl's wedding ring has the Green Lantern symbol on it. Because uh, my wife is awesome. You, Just you, use your imaginations. It's gorgeous. Use your willpower. You shall see. <laughs> Uh, after I was Green Lantern, then I transitioned to Deadpool? Yes. Yes, I was Deadpool. Who knew? Who knew? <laughs> and then uh, mostly I cosplay as Spider-Man. Nice. And then for the group, when we do videos or things of that nature, I voice other characters that really can't like okay. move their mouth or things of that nature. So, yeah. Gotcha. So, I can see that. So, yeah, so I'm the voice of Groot, uh, Dr. Doom, the occasional live show narrator, as well as the voices I do myself. Oh, and Rocket Raccoon on occasion, yeah. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. Can, can, we get, can we get Little Doom? Little, little bit of Doom? My Dr. Doom sounds mildly like Tim Curry, mixed with little David Bowie. <laughs> I that's, like that's that. Good. That's good. Yes. That is what Doom needs to be. Yes, because... I'm a fan of Tim Curry and David Bowie, so I just combined the two, and this is my doom. Fans, patrons, what praises do you have for us, your new masters? That works, actually. Because, you know, he's supposed to be, like, European and stuff like that, so yeah. You mean he's not supposed to be a swarmy guy from that FX show? (laughs) Yeah, no. No. (laughs) Or a semi-robot guy that was, like... The Dude. weird nephew in rock and roller, yeah, yeah. We we don't talk about that. <laughs> we, we definitely try not to talk about that. Uh, so, in so, any given live appearance, do you guys do multiple characters, or you got kind of pick one for the day and then we just sync sync it up? Uh, it depends on how long the day is. Sometimes, if we can, we'll try to do different characters. Like if it's like a full day event, we'll do maybe like character A to like halfway through, okay. and then we'll like. Towel off and then transform it to somebody else for the rest of the show <laughs> sure. or event. 
or uh, for myself, I'm uh, very particular on the makeup being as accurate to the character as possible. So that takes washing. So I usually just stay the same character during a particular show. But I, I do like to change it up day by day if it's a multi-day event. All right. When you're approaching a uh, costume creation, how do you like do you have a selection process for your character and once you have a character that you've decided you want to do the where is the beginning point for the costume is it different based on the character or is it just kind of you kind of start in the same spot with every costume You'll have to uh, elaborate on that just a bit um cuz there there's there for for I can only speak for myself but um the reason why I choose most of my characters is um, multiple reasons, but the major reasons are, am, am I a fan of this character? Um, the second is, uh, do I think I could pull this character off uh, personality-wise? Because we, it does add uh, an allure to any event if you can portray that character as accurately as you think you're able to um and thirdly i like to resemble the character as much as possible so can i resemble this character um those are my three facets um i hope that answers what you were looking for yeah but alex may be different uh well yeah i think i am kind of different because like uh i'm deadpool and i'm spidey some kind of characters that are like full body covered okay so i think that but I'm kind of like physical in my actions and I'm limber and things like that. So I pick characters that match my physicality. Like I really like being Spidey because it gives me a chance to just limber up and just do all these weird, like the poses, like, like, like I try to run the dick. I try to run the gamut from like Dicko poses to like those weird, crazy McFarlane poses. And like your arms way back here. And like the one legs like, like you shouldn't be able to stand like that. He's, yeah, he's in a pretzel right now, everybody. Just so everyone knows, he's. It's pretty impressive. Do you? Uh, so you tend to like to like to play characters that are fully covered. Do you find that like liberating in a way where you're like not self conscious about being? You, you can go nuts because no one can really see. You? Yeah, that's that's one of the joys of being Deadpool. Like I'm a fun Deadpool. I'm not super creepy Deadpool. Like some people will be Deadpool <laughs> and they just take it way too far. I like to. I, I skate that fine line between comic Deadpool, movie Deadpool, and then like Ultimate Spider-Man Deadpool. So I'm, I'm kidding friendly, you guys. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So now with the, the costume creation of itself, because uh, like a lot of times artists have specific points that they'll start with when drawing a character. Do you fi- find that when you begin creating the costume, you always start in the same general principles of it, or do you start in a different spot with each character? Is it like, can, if I can get this one thing to work, then I can get the rest of it to work? Or is it just like, I'm going to start at the head and just work my way down? I'm just, I'm fascinated, fascinated by the creative process. I see. No matter where, whether it be drawing or, you know, making a costume, the creative process is still there in okay. some form or another. So, for myself, say, like, when I was Deadpool, I designed my Deadpool suit. So, I uh, I took in a lot of different influences because he's had so many different yeah. costumes throughout his run. Yep. 
So I uh, I took the bits and pieces that I like from each one. Like part of my costume is a little bit movie Deadpool, and then part of it's like weird mariachi Deadpool for his from that one phase he went through. <laughs> nice. Yeah. And um, but yeah, I, I want to say that a lot of my costumes start out with sketches and me just working ideas and things that I want to see that maybe I don't see a lot of versions that really don't get a lot of play. Mm-hmm. And we are open to those that cannot design from scratch, which is myself. So I uh, do a lot of searching online and uh, just deep, deep, deep searching on something that will match up accurately to what I think my um, my character will, will would be and uh, add to whatever it is because I cannot make anything from scratch. I can't remember how to use a, a sewing machine. Sewing machine can't even think of the word. <laughs> so yeah, like I could mend some things. I could like iron on some things. But other than that, I'm very limited as far as my talent in that realm. But um, you know, you can put something together very well when you have that vision. And as far as what I start off with, it's it's always the base, the suit. A um, lot of lot of characters have that signature suit. So with like my um, my rogue, I had to find the right suit first, and then accessories after that. Um, same with the my. Catwoman, because uh, I needed, I wanted really badly. A lot of times, you find the cat suit that zips from the front. I needed it from the back. Those are kind of harder to find. So um, the base for me is the suit, and then you expand from there. Do you have uh, like? Do either of you have a unicorn character like that character that you've always kind of wanted to do, but for some reason or another haven't quite tried yet? Yes, I do. I do. <laughs> go, go, go on. Go. <laughs> well, I've always wanted to do a little jolly jester, or the Joker, if you will. <laughs> That's creepily good, dude. You've got thank the you, laugh. Thank you. Oh, you're too kind. It's, it's there. It's there. It's, it's yeah. Pitch, that, that's that's what I've perfect. always wanted to do. That's one. Now, for that one, would you? kind of do because again joker is a character it's been uh redesigned has had a lot of looks over the years different films different series would you kind of approach that like you did with deadpool just kind of make your own version of it or is there like would you say i want to do ledger or i want to do comic accurate or i want to do like nicholson i wow that's that is a good question because i feel like after the dark knight Everybody was doing a ledger. Yep. <laughs> Everybody. You want to know how I got these scars? <laughs> Everybody was doing a ledger. Uh, true. Uh, like, I think I have to do like a combination because I'm kind of a fan of the Jack Nicholson one. <laughs> but I still, I kind of lean back to that classic, you know, that, that Mark Hamill. So it had to be yeah. like a mishmash of those. I might take Jared Little's jacket. He did have a nice jacket. <laughs> The jacket was nice. But other than that. The rest we could leave. Yeah, but like I like this jacket though. (laughs) The tats not so much. Anyway. He was Gangland Joker. And and now that we're on the subject, I completely forgot to say that I do a Harley Quinn uh from Arkham City, silly me. It was my last addition to the the, the uh, gamut. (laughs) The the nurse. 
Uh, no, actually, the more the biker kind that, of. Okay, yeah, so like, the, the nurse was Asylum and like okay. Arkham City. Yeah, Arkham City. Yeah, Arkham City when she mm-hmm. had like the the corset yep. and the and the, the leather pants. Yes. Yep. And the and the tall boots. Uh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> biker one. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. So for you, is there like a character that? Well, I've been lucky enough to be able to do all of my unicorns, um, and I would have to say, though, uh, I've always, and I do Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman, but to have the screen accurate to the T would be my unicorn. Um, I get as close as I can, but it's still not... 100 percent screen accurate it's been the most detailed catwoman i mean those claws to, to this just, day from even going back to julie newmar forward mm. there's there's so much going on. it's like it's simply yet complicated at the same time Absolutely. the design of it was so fantastic now do you have do you have like a, a standard fight for catwoman and uh end of the movie really messed up Catwoman? I do the standard. I was considering doing the stunt. I can I call it the stunt um, version of Catwoman. Uh, there are some tears in that. Uh, so unfortunately, it may be a convention only version because gotcha. of too much skin being exposed for fe- being family friendly yeah, yeah. um but uh i mean i could probably tone that down if i wanted to but i do the um the you know cleaner yeah. version or or cleaned up version of that the beginning mm-hmm. so that i mean you mentioned that and that brings up something that i'm interested in your perspective on which is the unfortunate growing of the trend of mistreatment of female cosplayers mm. at mm. conventions. Like it's very big now at conventions to see, you know, cosplays not consent Correct. and like guidelines and everything. And I've personally, I've worked at conventions where people have had to have been escorted out for improper treatment of, of female cosplayers. I, I can't stand it. I hate it. It, it, it lessens us as, I mean, not only just as people, but as, as a community, as a community of Absolutely. geek culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When we give, you know, the naysayers more ammunition, say, see, we were right. They're just a bunch of freaks. It's, you're not helping us. So as, as a female who, who has a variety of costumes, like how do you approach at like a convention, like obviously the event you guys coming up have coming up at the ballpark, and we're gonna get to that momentarily, mm-hmm. um, is a family friendly event. But like a lot of times at a convention, even though conventions are more becoming a family environment nowadays, there is still the you know air quotes sexy costume. Like you mentioned, you do uh, White Queen. That is a very you know revealing costume. How do you approach it? In those environments, like, do you? Well, we, uh, do you feel it's okay. it's kind of hard to like put into my mind thing. Like, do you feel safe? Is it, you know, do you see a lot of unfortunately what has been reported? Or I have seen a lot. I've experienced a few things myself, unfortunately, but um, it's nothing I personally can't handle. But I feel bad for those women who have uh, been taken advantage of in a in a very bad way, um, and, but. Okay, so I feel very, very safe with my group. Um, We all look out for each other. We have hand signals that let our other group members know if we're any kind of distress. 
So those immediately get taken care of. If someone feels like they're being cornered um, and being forced to kind of being talked to, even even if it's just a, a, a what they think is a charming conversation with one of our female members, yeah. but our female member is like, this is like taking me away from my group and everything. We ha- we yeah. do have hand signals to uh, let another member know um, that they are um, feeling uncomfortable in any sort of way. So we do um, call out the white elephant in the room in our group. Um, me as an individual visiting a convention by myself or with friends, it's always better in groups. Always, always. People can get handsy. You have to just let them know that it's inappropriate and go seek security immediately. Um, unfortunately, it comes kind of with the territory um, it's kind of like you, it could happen at a bar. I mean, yeah. it's not saying it's exclusive to cons. Uh, w- you do come across people with the social, um, awkward sort of, um, personalities that aren't so used to being in public and let alone being in public with an attractive female. So, um, and there are some disabilities that someone may have. Um, things like that, that you kind of take into account that someone may not be of the right mind when they're doing what they're doing, possibly, but either way, just getting to an authority figure at that convention, just to make them aware that that person made you uncomfortable, may prevent a further action from happening. Um, That's what I would advise any female um, to let let someone know as soon as you feel a vibe of some sort, um, let a friend know this person's making me uncomfortable. And if that person crosses the line, then you let an authority figure know. And don't be creepy, folks. Please don't be creepy. Don't be creepy. Treat everybody cool. The thing is, to keep in mind, guys, would you do or say these things to a guy friend of yours? Okay. Keep that in mind when you're interacting with a female you don't know. Would you tell a guy friend what you just told that female? And would you touch your guy friend in the way that you touch this female that you don't know? Okay? That's how you handle it. And don't get handsy. Yeah, don't get handsy. Please and that, don't get handsy. And that's the thing, because one of my characters, I dress up as Spidey. Right. And that's like that's one of my one of my big ones. Everybody likes some Spidey. Sure. But I'm wearing skin tight spandex. And I mean yeah, true, I layer and I make sure I'm make sure I'm built like a Ken doll. Uh-huh. But there's <laughs> there's, there's always somebody always like wants to come up and like rub my chest or like really? poke me in the tuchus or something like that. Just just like, oh, those are those are real muscles. Like, yes. yes so <laughs> this, this is actually me. Please stop. Females yeah. can be creepy as well. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Females yeah. towards other females, females towards men. And so, you know, there is that. Don't be creepy, y'all. Just have fun. Go out there, enjoy yourself. But exactly. Just don't be gropey. Treat people with respect and just have a good time. I need a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> So let's get out of the mucky muck. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk good stuff. Although, I think I have a way to curb some of this activities. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Please, do tell. Go on. Counter-programming. Counter-programming. So for every attractive woman we have dressed up as like the White Queen or something like that, we have someone who looks like me dressed up as Dr. Manhattan. Like oh, right next dear. to her. Because then, then it's like, mm, I can... Mm. Keep some at a safe distance. Because, I mean, this body is not built for Dr. Manhattan. 
I mean, in, in, in an infinite number of universes, <laughs> this this body is barely exist. this this body is barely built for Doctor Pig from Batman. I mean, oh, like, Professor Pig, Professor, Professor Pig. Pig. Let us not shortchange him. Well, I mean, you know, he's working on completing his doctorate. Uh-huh, so, you know. uh-huh. Professor Pig, <laughs> and no, Mister Toad. But um. What was I getting ready to say? So, Dr. Manhattan. See, the image of me is Dr. Manhattan. Totally I just envisioned him in like a blue bodysuit. With like, oh, no. with like, oh, no, 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 body suit. <laughs> oh, <laughs> body no. paint. Oh, my. Are you going to shave first? No. No. Oh. It's important I, to exfoliate before I, any I, kind of body paint. My yes. purpose for being Cosplay there is for tip. being a protective force field. To keep the right. handsy guys away. How's it going? Ah, my eyes! You want a picture I with me? I don't know about countering creepiness with more <laughs> creepiness. I... Come on, you can extinguish fire with more fire. You, uh, you can, but gas on that there. Yeah, but sometimes right. it just gets kind of wrong, y'all. Listen, it just gets kind of wrong. I He's didn't just say. To help. I didn't say it was a perfect plan. No, no, you didn't. But it was a plan, and I applaud you for it. It's really flawed did. on many levels. <laughs> But again, you 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 put some thought into something. Put it out there. I'm, listen, I'm <laughs> trying to protect the protectors or watch the Watchmen. Look at you. Who Look at watches you. the Watchmen? The the naked out of shape uh, Doctor Manhattan apparently. Yeah. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Wow. <laughs> With that being said, yes. Let's talk the event. Yes. Mm. Tell us what event you guys have coming up. <sighs> Who's so excited? I am excited in so many ways. It's an audio it's medium, but I'm raising my hand. It's his baby. He's beaming over here. I I am beaming over here, and it's not just because it's my baby. It's a it's a group of people's babies. That's true. Um. So this is going to be our magical third year doing superhero night, August nineteenth, at Coca Cola Field, and this is the first year that I am. The director of Superhero Night, and this is also my first kind of full year as the current office stage director. So, so this is really your baby here. This is, it's, yeah. No, I'm, no pressure. No, no pressure. No <laughs> pressure. Because I. He has a great team. I have a fantastic team. I, I have. I assembled some great people. I got Ryan Clark help me with soundtrack. Alliance Assemble! Right. I got Mike Madrinsky <laughs> doing some fantastic fabrications and behind-the-scenes things. I got Quinn Reynolds as my script doctor. Like He took our weird ideas and he assembled them into this fantastic masterpiece of geekery. Mm-hmm. And we are showcasing our female heroes and villains. That is our number one goal for this year. Yes, because uh, nice. I yes, because I felt in like prior years, and I know it sounds weird because I'm a guy nerd, but I just felt like in prior years that our female characters were kind of just like eye candy ish and not really being utilized the way okay. I, like the way I felt yeah. they should be. So I wanted to focus more on like having some of our female characters like hit that spotlight and get that do that. I feel they deserve. That's yeah. great. It's super girl power. That's it's, cool. It's never, there's never been a better time to be a female fan. Like with everything that's being done, you look across like stuff, what's being done in Star Wars. Uh, female characters are getting more of a push now in comics and just everything. It's, it's so great. Like 
you know, Supergirl, the the television show, is freaking mm-hmm. fantastic. It's everything the Superman movie should have been, and was unfortunately not. Um, Wonder Woman made all the money. Wonder Listen, Woman, all of it. Wonder Woman. <laughs> I, I liked Wonder Woman so much that I went and saw it three times. Yeah, wow. I saw it in 3D with the collector's glasses. <laughs> I went on a date and saw it in 2D. And then I had a free movie. I was like, well, I guess I normally will see you again just to make sure I didn't miss anything. So you put that passion into the, into the work at the at Superhero Night. I did because I, uh, I feel to make the show more accessible. You totally. T- you, you take the things that's like hitting that forefront and you try to incorporate those the best. Like Wonder Woman, like super big push. With the, with the success of Guardians of the Galaxy, you know, Gamora's out there, hard body, because she really wasn't like, people was like, Gamora? What's a Gamora? Is that like She-Hulk? No, man. No, it's, it's Gamora. That's right. <laughs> you know? Daughter of Thanos? Daughter of Thanos. Uh, so do you guys... Uh, I have no relation to Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> do you cross-pollinate uh, companies in your in your script? Yes, oh, we do. man. We cross... Listen, that's this another thing. This is the thing. best part. This is the best part. We got... <laughs> We have Raven with Doctor Strange. Tell me what my Gamora does. We got Gamora sparring with Wonder Woman. We got, like, nice. it's fantastic. Because everybody, because each member of the group has, like, their individual loves and the characters that really speak out to them. And who am I to be like, no, you can't be Batman. No, you can't be so-and-so. No, you can't be a teenage mutant ninja turtle. Not in my show. I want everybody. I am all inclusive with my nerdiness. See, they can make the turtle daredevil crossover that we're talking about, man. Wait, what? Color me intrigued. Give us ideas. You know know what the origin of the turtle spun out of, right? Yes, I do. Know the origin? Oh, don't get him of, started. Of the teenage mutant. Well, Turtles. no, I'm not, well, not just like the origin, but like no, what no, they no. were inspired by. Because originally, when uh, Eastman and Larry got together, they was like, "Man, all these things are going." It's like they got mutants that's real popular. Like Frank Miller's run on Daredevil was killing it at that time. The hand, the Eat hand, the foot. Yeah, so you so. know, so you take those influences there. So Daredevil was trained by Stick. And he fights the hand. So it's like, okay, so the turtles are trained by Splinter, <laughs> which is a piece of a stick. Exactly. Yep. And, and they, they battle the Foot Clan. Yep. Because when you do martial arts, it is a art of hands and feet. And don't so, forget that the, uh, the proverbial ooze fell off of a truck. Yes. But before it fell into the sewer, it happened to strike but, a certain boy in the eyes. Yes. So, in other words, we've been waiting for this crossover we've, to happen We've forever. been pitching, like, with all the crossovers that have happened in comics history since then, we don't understand how a Daredevil Ninja Turtles crossover has happened. And Drew was like, well, what would you do? I was like, very happened. simple. A gang war between the hand and the foot with the turtles and Daredevil caught in the middle. Yeah, which is, Go. Which is so crazy because just recently... The turtles have crossed over with Batman, right? Right, yeah. right, 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 not right. with Daredevil. So See, there's money being left on the table. There here. is money being left on the table, and guys, I like that idea. Secondly, like Sherry started to mention, we have a we we have a YouTube channel. There's All not right. enough on it now. Plug, plug it, plug it. Away. So, we, plug so it. we have a YouTube channel. Uh, <laughs> as we come up with more content, just it's going to be a nice little hub for all things local geekery. Because some of the members have such great ideas for like shorts and little skits they want to do. So, guys, if you really want to do that Daredevil Ninja Turtle crossover <laughs> thing, like hit Co- me up and co-production, and we can do something for the YouTube channel. I will start scripting immediately. Oh, there you go. 
Who's excited? <laughs> I am. I believe the it's channel an audio is my hand under again. Superhero Alliance of letters WNY. So Superhero Alliance of um, WNY or something along those lines. You'll you be made it. I know I made it. I, I can't. <laughs> There's so many pages, guys. It's, it's been a long day. It's late night. It's okay. <laughs> it is late. It is late. So but. now this event that's going on at the, the ballpark, this is for charity? Yes. And yes. what charity is this in support of? The It's the Mental Health Association of Western New York, along with Compere of Greater Buffalo. And uh, they are going to share a proceed of what they get to CASA, which is a center for those with um, mental disabilities that have been unfortunately abused. And so they find them counselors and legal representation. So it's going to be spread out nicely. Uh, to uh, local community organizations uh, benefiting people with mental disabilities. Awesome. That's Noble really causes. Awesome. Yes. And how many, uh, how many cast members are going to be at the event? All of us. How many? Like said 50. All of 50? us plus two other organizations. Yes. Oh. Whoa. That's right. We're, we have our... Uh, we're rocking it. We have our multiverse joining us because we like to consider ourselves... The Heroes of Earth 716. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. Nice. But then we also have our sister organizations, which are the Heroes of Earth 585. Okay. Earth, whatever Toronto's area code is. <laughs> it's like, what, 600? We'll call them uh, Earth O-N. Okay. Earth, Earth O-N, yes. Yes, I like that. So we got all these different heroes coming in, which kind of helped out last year because we had a multiverse kind of theme going. Wow. Yeah. Now, do you guys sync up and see uh, who's going to play who and make sure no one duplicates? Or is it just kind of like, you know what, whatever comes, comes? There's going to be duplicates in what we call the concourse, which is kind of like the hallway leading into where you get seated. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where we're going to have our multiverse happening with the other charity groups from the other areas um, in uh, Upper Western New York um, and Canada. Uh, so we have everyone is there. I'm thinking 60 characters, it yeah. seems, uh, rotating in and out. Some people are going to do more than one character in the day. It's going to be amazing. And then we have, what, like about 30 participating in the end. After the game ends, it's going to be a live action on the field. Um, and we're going to finish out our story. The story accumulation. So during the game, there is video segments that plays. Okay. And then at the end of the game, there'll be a recap of those video segments. And then the live show battles begins. Ooh, who's excited? I am. Now, I have to ask because we we are the devil's due. You are the devil's due. Will will Daredevil make an appearance? (laughs) Oh, Sunny Jim. Yes. All right. Awesome. The Devils of Hell Kitchen will make an appearance. Nice. Dare, dare I ask, which version? Good like question. Comic costume, comic, Netflix costume. TV. It is comic costume. Okay, all right. Though nice. I do like the Netflix costume because it kind of reminds me of his, uh, the Daredevil battle armor from the 90s. It, you know, it's like that version done well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's not not the shoulder spikes. No, but, no, no, but no. Just like, the good stuff. Yeah, so it's like Daredevil's battle armor. So I do like that. All right. But yeah, it's it's classic r- red suit. Yeah, Daredevil, not the red leather biker jacket Daredevil from. You get to say who he's fighting on the field. 
Is that too much is that of a spoiler? spoiler? That a spoiler? Oh, see, now, is now it too much of a, a you've, spoiler? you've opened ah! the, the can. You've got to let well, the worms so come good, out. Guys. Well, here we go. I can, I get, uh, oh, I guess I can give you a bit of a spoiler, can't I? <laughs> <laughs> so, on the field, Daredevil will be facing off against who other but the love of his life, Elektra. There you go, man. There you... And she is comic accurate, Elytra. Right, the flowing nice. red, dressy, ribbons flowing <laughs> everywhere. Ribbons. Yeah, just red <laughs> ribbons everywhere. Ribbons and size. Yes. And actually, Defender's premiere date is when? August 18th. Event is in the day, the day after. That is right. You're getting your Daredevil Elytra weekend right there, if you man. Are. If you are in the Buffalo area that weekend... Or if you're not in the Buffalo area, come to the Buffalo area. Come on area. in. Come come on on on. The water's fine. Come check out Superhero Night at Coca-Cola Field, the Buffalo Bison's uh, baseball team. And Doors like, open at 5 p.m. Awesome. Just so everyone knows. Photo <gasps> opportunities, great fun. Um, this year, I also want to say since this is our third year, I want to say there is a raffle yes. because we actually have a superhero night jersey this year that the Bisons will be wearing during the game. Killer. Yes. So you can win a a game-worn jersey and all the proceeds to what's been raffled is going to benefit the charity. We have a 50-50. It's going to benefit the charity. We have donation buckets at the photo op areas going to the charity. Anything that we collect that day is going to go to the charity. We raised $5,000 last year. We raised $5,000 our first year. We want to beat that number, folks. So please come on out and show your support and uh, give what you can, and we appreciate it. All right, so... Tell us where we can find the information for the Bison's Night, and then by all means, tell us where we can find the Superhero Alliance if we don't have a spotlight with a bat attached to it. <laughs> my, my. Okay, let's see. To find information about Superhero Night, I want to say that you can go to the Bison's website. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, commercials and promos will be... Uh, starting to air as we get closer and closer to the event to oh thank you <clears throat> to find us a group of volunteer costumed entertainers assembled to help raise funding and awareness for local western york charities through costume character appearances you can find the superhero alliance at backslash backslash is that an M? What? Formalities. <laughs> it was yeah. going so well. Yeah, so it's Facebook.com backslash WNY Superhero. And, and on our Twitter, it's at WNY Superhero. We have a second one that's at Superhero WNY, so either one. Um, we also are at um, Superhero Alliance West WNY on our Instagram we try to be everywhere, but you can email us with any questions at Superhero Alliance of Western New York, that's WNY, at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So. All right. Well, Alex, Sherry, thank you so much for giving us some of your time to talk about your group and what you guys are doing. We very much appreciate it. Um, 
I think that just about does it for us this week. I believe so, man. Thank you guys for coming on. Ladies, Thank you for having us, Thank guys. you so much for having us, guys. This we, was great. We got to do this again. I really enjoy this. And the court is awesome. There's so many great things in this room, you guys. It, it does the job. It does the job. <laughs> All right, that does it for us this week on Devil's Due. Folks, if you would like to send any questions or comments to the show, suggestions, we'd love to hear from you. You can find us at the following social media outlets. You can go to Twitter and follow us at Devil's Due Pod. You can go to Facebook.com slash Devil's Due Pod. You can email us at thedevilsdupod at gmail.com, or you can find all these resources available to you on our website, the devil's do podcast.com drew any uh, any last thoughts uh no all right <laughs> i'm not mad he's he's he says he's not mad but I'm he's actually mad. mad you're you're mad because you're beer you're mad it's, a, it's just embrace the madness just love the madness <laughs> i i know that's contradictory to just be I'm sorry. Drew, you be you. I, that's that's all I do. All right. Amen. Courts adjourned. Mm-hmm.